everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, April 16th, 2017. Ugh, the fallout. <laughs> now we all have to deal with the consequences of last week's high drama. We're accepting that Adam is not only dead, but he's been murdered, so it's ripping up these old wounds. Chloe is gone. She has escaped to Canada, and now everyone in Genoa City who's been affected by this has to deal with the fallout, including us <laughs> as the audience, we're dealing with the fallout. Of course, Chloe lies to Victor to get him to help her escape. Nick just misses her on the tarmac. It was a really great and dramatic scene. Nick is, you know, wanting to bust this whole thing wide open and catch Chloe, but he just misses her. She just slips through his fingers. And as she's flying away, Nick is now left with having to tell Victor what really happened to Adam, the full truth that the cabin explosion was not an accident, that Chloe double-crossed Victor on many levels, and the biggest of all being that she murdered his son. It was so big, the you know, the, the even in the small moments and small reaction from Victor, it, I felt the weight of Victor realizing that ultimately he is the one who is responsible for his own son's death. Yes, Chloe murdered Adam, but Victor was the one who set this chain of events into motion. He involved her in Adam's life, and now he has to live with the fact that not only did she do this, and not only did he let Chloe get away, but he helped her do it. He just gave her the plane to escape. He just assisted his own son's murderer. It was so incredible to see Victor's reaction, Eric Braden just, you know, bracing himself on, on the cabinet behind, you know, in that little air, air, airport area, um, and Nick really immediately wanting to press on him and him just saying, back off, okay? I mean, I, I felt how Victor must be feeling and must be hating himself in that moment. He tried to uh, to, to find out where Chloe had gone. Uh, and, and as he's trying to figure out where Chloe could have escaped to, he, of course, didn't want to originally know the plane's destination uh, so, so that he wouldn't wouldn't know. It wouldn't be responsible for her. Uh, now he wants to be able to find her. Chloe's whole family is left back at home to make sense of the mess that they've been left with. Kevin and Esther had no idea that she w had murdered Adam. They, I mean, this is a complete shock to them, and now they're having to process the fact that she would do this and then leave them to clean up the mess and have to uh, tell Bella. That was heartbreaking to have to watch Esther and Kevin 
and Michael uh, talking to, to Bella and trying to help her understand that mom's gonna be gone for a while, uh, but, you know, but they all love her and they all are gonna try to take care of her. It's hard to conceive of, on top of everything that Chloe has done, that she would leave her daughter. That's the, the hardest part, I think, in a, in a way to accept as far as her character goes. I mean, I, I, I know that she has no sympathy for for Adam, but to have no ability to to, to want to, I, I just it, it it absolutely boggles my mind that she would leave Bella and that she would make the decisions that she's made, knowing that she has this small child. It's just it's all so heartbreaking on so many levels. It's hard, I think, to understand Chloe. Yet, uh, you know, there are some places where I do understand Chloe. Um, uh, we did a, bo a poll question last week where I asked you guys if you wanted to continue to see the character of Chloe on YNR, and it seems like the majority of you have some kind of appreciation for the character, whether it was who she was in the past or who she is uh, currently. 43% uh, of you said, let's let's take a break from Chloe. <laughs> let's, let's have a breather and, and bring her back in the future. 39% uh, of you, though, just said straight up, yes, we like Chloe. We want to keep her on the show uh, with 18% saying, no, lock her up, throw away the key. <laughs> um, I, and I, I think, I mean, in general, it seems like then the ma the vast majority of you uh, uh, kind of want to continue to see the story of this character, and I think it's going to happen. Um, I picked up my my latest issue of CBS Soaps in Depth, and they were hinting that the character of Chloe might be making a return. I'm wondering if it's going to be just a brief return, maybe to apprehend her and send her to jail or send her to a mental institution. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if we're going to continue to see the long story of Chloe, but I at least have an, an inkling, a suspicion that they're going to bring her back for a little bit of resolution. Um, even though Victor was not able to find Chloe right off the bat, he did take a phone call at the very end of Friday's show that made me think maybe he is making some progress on finding her in Canada, uh, and that, that, uh, I guess that's, that's, that's the only thing they knew, was that the plane landed in Canada, and she darted off as soon as it landed, um, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe Victor's making some progress on finding her, and, I mean, I think that does need to be a focus of his, but on the larger scale, Victor's going to need to focus on healing his own wounds, healing his family's wounds. Do you think on any level that if Victor is able to bring Chloe back and bring her to justice, will that help bring about his own redemption? Victor Newman has done a lot of horrible things over the years, far more than I could possibly count. Uh, but 
I think what makes this time a little bit different for me as a Victor fan, I'm, I'm predisposed to, to be a, 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 a pro Victor, a Victor supporter and a, and a Victor empathetic person. Um, but I think what, what makes this particular situation a little bit different from some of the other things, horrible things that Victor has done more recently is he, he isn't really making excuses for what he's done. I think Victor fully understands that he's the one who did this to his son, that he's the one that did this to himself, that this is self-inflicted. Whereas some of the things that Victor's done in the past, he's always so very quick to offer some kind of excuse. I did it for the family or, you know, whatever his excuse is, but he's not really doing that this time. So I, it, it, that does help drive a little bit of empathy t toward him from me. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that, but I feel some level of empathy for Victor, because, maybe because I know uh, just in my person and who I am, the self-inflicted wounds are, are the worst ones. There's, I mean, if, if I ever have done anything wrong, and I've certainly never done anything on the scale of the things that Victor's done, I um, the punishment that I give myself is always so much worse than any punishment that anybody else could give me. And so as I'm looking at Victor and, and what he's going through now, I am thinking that he is punishing himself on the inside. I don't think that it's lost on him what he's done. And he is the one who has to find a way to live with himself. That's got to be the hardest thing of all, finding a way to live with yourself. And now on top of it, he has to deal with everybody else. He has to confess all of the dirty details to, you know, to the immediate people in his family and live with the repercussions and the, 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 the anger and hatred that they are going to have toward him. And they're allowed to have their reactions. Of course, Nikki and Nick and Victoria, they're all entitled to have their feelings about what their father did to their brother. And there's so many levels of betrayal and disgust that are allowed to be there with them. Um, but, you know, I, I guess there's just a part of me that thinks that the worst part of it all would be what you're going through internally. Um, I think that I'm, 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 I'm not sure if I'm surprised or not that the family has had the reaction that they are. Uh, Nikki, she has completely disowned Victor upon finding out his connection to Chloe. She piled on. I mean, this week was kind of the let's pile on Victor <laughs> week. But, and she really knew how to twist the knife. She immediately said to him, your son's blood is on your hands. Ah, it was, that was such a um, a powerful moment because and, and visually too because I really almost could see Adam's blood on Victor's hands and it's true there's no way around it there's no excuses out of it and I think he knows that is the thing I think he fully owns the fact that his son's blood is on his hands uh, but the 
odd thing coming from Nikki. I think she was, she was, you know, correct to say that. The odd thing coming from Nikki is that she's now gone into self-preservation mode. She's had years and years of dealing with Victor's horrible things and what the consequences of that are. And now she has decided that she needs to protect herself. I think in a way, Nikki has learned a few things from Victor over the years and we're seeing little bits of Victorness in her. She realizes that if the story of Victor's connection to Chloe and all of this mess gets dragged out into the light of day, into the media, then their livelihoods are going to be affected. Her livelihood, Victoria, Nick, all of them are going to get dragged through the mud. So Nikki makes a very strong argument to Nick and Victoria to try to get them to keep their mouth shut about what they know. And they agree. Um, Nikki says we, we can be the only ones to know what Victor has done. Nobody else in your life can know. I mean, this has happened. We need to process it. We have to keep tight-lipped about this. Victoria Victoria cannot tell Billy, for instance, and give him and the Abbott family ammunition against Victor and the Newmans. Nick cannot tell Chelsea and let her go to the media. And that's Chelsea's instinct. I mean, she has been affected more than anyone from what Victor has done, Adam's death. She is still trying to raise a son in the midst of all of this. And she wants, rightly so, some level of justice. She's been deceived by Chloe in such an intimate way. And she wants to bring this girl back from wherever she's fled to and she wants to see her pay. She wants justice. It's understandable. And Nick has somehow allowed himself to be convinced by Nikki that he can't tell Chelsea because he can't let her do that. He has to, in his own way, go into self-preservation mode. It, it, it boggles my mind just a little bit that he, especially Nick, would agree to that, considering Nick is Mr. Truthful at this point. Nick is Mr. We must know the truth no matter what at this point and that he would conceal that from Chelsea is a little bit shocking and it's a little bit shocking coming from Nikki too. I mean the, the truth is supposed to kind of be its own reward. I mean you're, the truth is ju it, it just is and you are supposed to deal with the consequences but that's not the path that Nikki and Victoria and Nick have maybe surprisingly uh, chosen. They've all agreed uh, that it's not for lack of being upset that they're covering up what Victor has done. It's just that they have their own lives and their own families to consider. Um, Nikki, I guess, I, she's just taking control of the family. She had um, a, 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 a moment where she tells Victor that she is the one who's in control of this family from now on, and this is how it's going to be. To the public, we are going to tell everyone there. They're going to see that we are hunky-dory. The Newman family is, uh, is the, the Partridge family here. <laughs> 
Um, but behind closed doors in private, you need to know, Victor, you are no longer a member of this family. How do you feel about Nikki taking charge in this way? Does it feel consistent with her character? Um, is this the type of step up and take charge kind of Nikki that you have been wanting to see that we as the fans have been asking to see? Or is this going a little bit far? I, I mean, I, I guess to, I, I felt a little bit shocked and maybe even just a touch on the disappointed side with Nikki because I understand her having this severe reaction and she's been through a lot with this man and I'm not trying to take that away or take away anything from what Victor has done, but kicking him out of the family and trying to keep him from, specifically from the grandkids and from participating, that, that feels a little bit far from me. I would say divorce him, leave him. I mean, kick him to the curb, make him no longer a part of your life. But it doesn't feel like it's Nikki's right to make that decision on behalf of the entire family. You can't really kick somebody out of a family. That's that's not how family works. You're stuck with them. <laughs> you are stuck stuck with them whether you like it or not. And I mean, forgiveness for Victor on the table, I don't know. I mean, it's up to each individual person in Genoa City, um, each individual fan of the show as to whether or not you feel that D Victor deserves forgiveness. Um, what are the what are the qualifications for deserving forgiveness? Is it simply being sorry and asking for it? Then do you give the forgiveness? Because he's certainly done that. If the, if that's the case, I I feel. I feel bad for him and I think I would feel I think it's the fact that Nikki and and everyone else has kind of banned him from the family that makes me feel the most bad for him um, and there was a moment where Victor said to Nikki I need your help right now not you ripping up old wounds um, we have to remember that this is something that Victor did before he has we've seen been trying to make a consorted effort to change his life and to let go. He has been walking the walk, talking the talk, whether you believe it or not. This really is more maybe in the same way as Chloe, um, the past coming back to haunt him. But I don't know. Like I said before, I'm 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 predisposed to be a Victor fan. Maybe it's the fact that I've been reading Eric Braden's autobiography that I still haven't finished, but I'm working on it. It's so hard to find the little, little, t even 10 minute slices of time to do that, it seems. But I feel sympathy for Victor. And I'm, I wonder if you do too. That has to be our poll question for this week. Are you feeling any level of sympathy for Victor? Or are you just done? Has your sympathy for Victor run out? <laughs> Whyourchat.com is where that poll is. If you would like to vote and tell me in general how you are feeling about Victor and where he is now. Does he deserve forgiveness? I'm really excited to hear your comments on that one this week.
Chelsea is realizing now that Nick was right all along about Chloe, and her first instinct was to go to GC Buzz and do an interview that is a scathing tell-all about Chloe and to get this story out onto the air. No need to fight over the story, GC Buzz, Mariah, and Hillary. I'll just tell you how it is. But at the very last minute, as she's in the middle of her interview, she pulls back at the thought of Bella. So even in the midst of all of her grief and what she's now tasked with, even regarding her own son and the, and the truth, and should we tell Connor? And, you know, at what point will I have to tell Connor when he becomes a man that this is what happened, the true story of his father? I mean, in the midst of all of everything that she's going through, she is thinking about Chloe's little girl, Bella, and she decides not to rip into Chloe, not to try to, you know, destroy any, you know, the things that, that are around Chloe. Chloe's done enough of that on her her own. And Nick gets up in there and also continues to, to press Chelsea to let it go. I, I, I was surprised that, that she would agree to that, uh, but Nick convinces her not to go full tilt looking for Chloe. I don't know if she'll continue to do that. She might decide to, to, to keep pursuing, um, but I think that in Nick's mind, because I'm trying to get into Nick's mind, I feel as though I've been with Nick very much so over the past couple of weeks, and now I'm starting to question him, question his decisions in part with uh, my agreement with him, but I think in, in his mind, Chloe just being gone from the situation stops it all from getting bigger and from dragging more people into it because it's a horrifying thing that's happened and it's not just about the people who were immediately affected it's about everybody else in the periphery and so I think that Nick is maybe just trying to save everybody from uh, a, from more heartache but the situation is heartbreaking it, like it, 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 and I, I don't know how I feel about this, but it has set up a new rivalry between Victor and Nick. I, I mean, honestly, even though Victor and Nick have butted heads over the years, it was always Adam who was the rivalrous son. And now we're seeing that with Nick. I mean, Nick resents Victor for what he's done. He feels disgusted and disappointed by his own father. And I can completely understand why Nick feels the way he does about Victor. It would be hard to look at a man who you have looked up to your entire life, although, I mean, the, 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 the curtain has been pulled back on Victor many times through the years. This shouldn't really be surprising uh, from, to anybody, but, you know, I, to, to, to look at Victor, to look at your own father, and to know that he could do something like this to his own son, I'm sure Nick has to be on some level putting himself in Adam's shoes. If if Victor could do this to Adam, then he could do this to me. I'm his son too. Um, but the thing is, he's not telling Chelsea. <laughs> that kind of levels the playing field between these two now, doesn't it? Uh, they're both keeping a secret from each other now. Chelsea 
with Christian's paternity and Nick with Victor's involvement in her husband's death. Hmm. So they both got something going on there now. Um, Chelsea goes to visit Victor this week and I'm sure that he was breathing a huge sigh of relief that Nick didn't tell her. I, I'm, I'm afraid to know what her fury is going to be if and ultimately when she does find out about this, but I, I, I'm just not sure that anybody could be punishing Victor as much as he's punishing himself. There was a lot of just sadness around Victor and his relationship with Faith this week. Faith has been living at the ranch. She's been learning so much from Victor. They've been bonding. In a way, I'm sure that Victor can connect in with Faith's innocence as a man who is anything but innocent. And now there, there, there is a, an effort by Nikki and Nick specifically to try to break that relationship, to, to disconnect him from his granddaughter. For one, she's doing this school report and she's asked to pick somebody who she admires and she picks her grandfather. That's such a sweet gesture um, that she feels that way about him. And now it's it's obvious that Nikki specifically is is trying to steer her away from from doing a report on Victor, from from idealizing Victor. And I can understand that maybe they want to save her from 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 being dashed from her vision of her grandfather being dashed one day. But at the same time. I don't understand why this incident, this thing that Victor has done, that's horrifying, of course, but it doesn't erase the good things that he's done, right? He's still an accomplished businessman. He's still done a lot of, of good, I'm sure, in the world. And there's really no harm in allowing Faith to focus on that, is there? I mean, I think that all they're doing is chipping her off and making themselves the villain in a way. I just... I thought that was it was it was a little bit over the top to to suggest that Faith not do the report on him. Um, it, and, and maybe even a little bit cruel. Victor is so upset over this whole thing, the whole situation, that he has to just go out to the barn <laughs> and, and take it out on the heavy bag. Um, we have not seen a good wah-wah scene in a while. The boxing scenes have been fewer uh, over the past couple of years, but we've been watching those Victor and the heavy bag scenes since I've been watching YNR and uh, so I really liked it and I thought it was beautifully lit. Did you notice that the whole thing was in the shadows? It was kind of, it was backlit so you could just see Victor's silhouette and the silhouette of the bag and him with the gloves and I thought that was really beautiful. It was a different way to show it. It was really indicative of what's going on in Victor's mind and how he's feeling. Um, I just, I really, I thought that was an, an, a visually striking moment. And then Nick comes in. Or, or maybe it was 
faith, but someone comes in and flips the light on, and then everything is kind of illuminated, and the reality of the situation sets back in. Um, I, ju I just thought that was a, um, a neat little trick that YNR did there. Um, Faith, of course, loves her grandfather, but then Nick comes on, and I think, I guess he was maybe looking for Faith, but he comes down to the barn and feels the need to continue to pile on. I... Oh, I'm, I know you guys are probably going to kill me this week because I'm being too probably sympathetic toward Victor, but I just thought, Nick, don't you think he knows? Don't you think he knows what he did? Is it really serving any purpose for you to continue to twist the knife? I understand that he's entitled to his feelings, but just step back then. Then just, if you're that upset and you should be, then just disown him. Just don't talk to him. Just little by little, maybe try to distance yourself from him or and, and bring faith back into the it felt like it really was, let's kick him while he's down, or in this case, let's punch him while he's down. Uh, Victor, when Faith is not in the room, of course, uh, Victor says to Nick, I mean, if you don't think that I'm suffering enough as it is, then why don't you hit me? <laughs> and he does. And Nick does. There's obviously a moment where Nick thinks about that. Victor says it, hit me then, hit me. And Nick thinks about it for a beat. And then I think maybe Victor asked him again, and he just goes for it. This is probably something that Nick has wanted to do for a long time. And now he's been given the opportunity to, the opportunity to just take a shot at the old man, a free shot. And he, he just did it. I guess Victor got what he was asking for. You can't ask somebody to hit you and then expect them not to hit you. And Nick just did. I have to tell you guys, my mouth was hanging open for probably at least a solid minute or two after that episode. That was the very end of the episode in my mouth. I mean, I was just, I, I couldn't believe that he actually did it. But wow, what a shocking moment. And not shocking in a explosion, plane crash, uh, epic sort of way, but just a human, you know, relationship, father-son dynamic kind of way. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, Victor said, you get one of those. <laughs> you can hit me once. The next one, I hit back. <laughs> uh, but everybody ends up going back to the main house where Nick is making Faith pack her things. He decides in this moment, my daughter is no longer staying with you. Faith, go upstairs, pack your crap, including your chessboard. You're coming home with me. And Nick whisks Faith away from Victor in this, like, it, it almost felt like this middle of the night, um, you know, without saying goodbye to Nikki uh, kind of way. There's this, te this tearful goodbye between Victor and Faith, where obviously they both don't want this. And Faith is a, such a perceptive young lady. Of course, she realizes what's going on. She's, she ended up seeing. <laughs> she has great timing, this kid. She walked into the barn right after Nick punched Victor. And now she's being asked to move off the ranch. And both she and Victor are in tears over it. This is not just going to go away. Faith is going to not ask questions about this. It seems so unnecessarily brutal, not only to Victor, but to Faith as well. Am I the only one that's viewing it this way? I might be. <laughs> 
I just, I was a little bit mad at Nick in that moment. I mean, he's fine to pass his kid off on the grandparents and let her just live with her grandparents when it suits him. Happy 16th birthday, Reed! He's such a cutie. I really like the actor. I just think this kid is so adorable and he's so nice. He's just a nice kid and he's a, he just seems like a nice, normal young man and I, I really like him. He feels... He actually feels like a, a, a child or a teen who, that's closer to reality. I mean, you contrast that with Faith, which we've talked about ad nauseum. It feels a little precocious for her age, but Reed feels pretty dead on. He's a, he's a very nice boy. Um, no wonder Kendall is obsessed with him. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere, right? This week we have this new girl. Her name is Kendall, and she is, I, I, she's got a crush it seems on Reed she's really kind of stalking him out <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of this new girl um, she obviously wants Zoe out of the picture Zoe's the little blonde girl who uh, Victoria does not like but who Reed likes very much and she seems like a perfectly nice and normal young lady uh, but Zoe's now kind of waiting in the or uh, sorry no Kendall is kind of waiting in the wings sort of wishing that Zoe was out of the picture she's hanging around Reed she's being doe-eyed around him she's she apparently has an uncle who is a very big uh, record ex music label executive and she wants to email him the link to, to Reed's video and maybe help him land some multi-million dollar contract deal. I think she just, she's got stars in her eyes for Reed and she's hoping that doing something like that will help him notice her. I, I thought she seems um, very resourceful, this Kendall. I loved <laughs> that she picked up on the idea that Victoria does not like Zoe. And so she goes up to Victoria and tries to cozy up to her. <laughs> that was really, really a, a smart thing. We got to keep our eye on this Kendall. I hope it doesn't go in some kind of weird, dark, stalker kind of direction. I'd, I, 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 I would just rather see more of a soft little kind of teen triangle. That seems like it would be more entertaining to me, but I thought it, it was really sweet. Um, I really thought that Reed was going to have a crush on Tessa. <laughs> he seems very into Zoe, though, but I, I, for some reason, assumed. I think he's he's influenced by Tessa. He looks up to her, but that's not where his eye is wandering. Um, uh, it seems as though Noah has his eye on Tessa. Okay, so what do you guys think about Noah and Tessa? That's up. Nikki was nudging him <laughs> a little bit this week to ask her out on a date. That was cute. Um, Noah, he's recovering from his breakup with Marissa. Do, do you have you guys noticed he he seems a little more bulky? <laughs> Noah, I, I just remember him as being far more kind of a skinny, scrawny sort of guy, and I'm not sure if he's gained like muscle weight or if he's just gained some weight or something. But doesn't he seem bigger somehow? Um, I'm not sure, but he he's definitely got his eye on Tessa, who, by the way, has the wardrobe 
that Mariah should have. Whoever is dressing Tessa needs to start dressing Mariah. Although I don't know, Mariah now has a billion dollar boyfriend. Maybe she doesn't want to, maybe she doesn't want to go for the choker and uh, like the, the the military jacket kind of vibe. She's a little older. Uh, but I just thought, Tessa's got this really funky fashion style that I've been liking seeing and I just can't help wishing that they would do something similar in funkiness with Mariah. But anyway, I digress. Of course, Victor has been disinvited from Reed's party. He's no longer a member of this family. And all week, the theme has been Reed's 16. He is uh, going to go get his driver's license. I never had to do the, the in-the-car um, test. I, I, I think my birthday fell on the right day. I've never had to do an actual on-the-road driving test. They just, they, I did the written test, and they just handed me the license, and I I totaled my car within a week. <laughs> oh, not funny at the time, uh, but <laughs> um, Reed is, he goes, he passes his driver's test, but he's, he's not allowed to have a car. Um, and so, of course, I mean, uh, I, you know what's gonna ultimately happen. Victoria throw, doesn't want to give Reed the, the car, but she throws him this party, and there's an adorable, absolutely adorable moment where she presents him with his 16th birthday gift, something that's sort of mom-approved, a brand new guitar. His old guitar has been broken, and he's been struggling with it, and this new guitar is the one he's been talking about since he came on the show. This is a little seed that has been planted weeks and weeks ago. He's had his eye on this. He's wanted to save up for it, and Victoria presents it to him. He sings a song to the crowd with his new guitar. It's a really, really sweet moment. I was very pleased with Victoria in that moment. Sometimes she's so flighty, and she's distant, and she obviously struggles with balancing her work and her home lives. But that was a great uh, moment where Billy told her which guitar it was and she bought it for him and it was just very, very sweet. And then Grandpa <laughs> has to one-up her. Uh, by buying Reed a car, a car that he, of course, has been wanting. Uh, he, they, uh, the the courier arrives with it, and gives it to Reed. He walks outside, realizes he's he's got this incredible gift, and the look on Victoria and Nikki's faces—they were so pissed. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Are they really surprised? Of course Victor bought Reed a car. I'm surprised that he didn't buy Reed a car with a pony on top inside of a private jet. After Kevin got his heart crushed by Chloe, um, Gloria jumped right in there to comfort her son. It was really a different side of Gloria. I mean, I really appreciate it. It came out of nowhere the way that Gloria was the rock and the rationale of the whole aftermath with Kevin and Esther. She was not only comforting Kevin, but she was going out of her way to comfort Esther. I mean, I was kind of shocked that this was the Gloria I'm seeing. If you look back in the history of Gloria's character, Gloria's character, when has she ever really been there 
for anyone but herself. Um, it, it, it's really, I think, showing some evolution in who she is, too. And there was this great scene where, after all is said and done, Gloria goes to Jabot, and she's kind of unloading with Jack. He's someone who she can use as a sounding board, and she, she talks about how she feels about herself as a mother and the regret that she has and that she now wants to turn that over and she wants to be there for her son. She wants to make it right. Um, And it, you know, it culminated in Jack embracing her, giving her this hug, which of course Phyllis walks in on. (laughs) Um, Shoot. Uh, she was, she, Phyllis, I think, was aghast. Uh, she, they had tried to pretend in the past that they were dating each other, but now Phyllis is realizing that it actually is happening, and they both just embrace it. They both just kind of say, yeah, and what of it? What of it if we're seeing each other? What do you care? Um, later, Phyllis is sitting alone with Jack, and she gives him an earful, I think, about the, the what, what kind of woman Gloria is. How could you do this? How could you sleep? with your father's wife who wanted to bring down this company she she put a tainted face cream on the market how why her how could you do this and you know jack i think already knows that gloria is sort of this um I mean, almost destructive. I think he accepts that she's a destructive person and he's okay playing with fire right now. Uh, But at the same time, I think he is very quick to encourage other people not to. There was this um, conversation that he had with Ashley right before she and Ravi went off to uh, to New York for their trip, which I hope we get to see next week. I think we are. I think we saw something in the previews. I want to see Ravi and Ashley in New York. Uh, but uh, Jack went out of his way to, to needle her a little bit about mixing business and pleasure. Um, so I, I think maybe Jack was talking to himself a little bit in that moment. I think he finds that he's playing with fire when it comes to Gloria or there, that there's at least potential. But I wonder... In that moment where she was being very real and opening up to him, I wonder if he had a different view of her, realizing that Gloria is more than just this one-dimensional person who's done some bad things, that she, you know, that she has feelings and that a lot of her bravado and a lot of what she does is coming from a place of insecurity. Um, and so I, I just, I, I thought that was an, an interesting uh, moment between them. And I, I this feels really have any right to be upset about this. Phyllis did a bad thing in sleeping with her husband's brother, and that in some ways has kind of set Jack on this path. I mean, not that it's Phyllis's fault or something that Jack is with Gloria, but I mean, you know, I think that um, Phyllis doesn't really have a whole lot of room here. Um, Besides, she's got other things to focus on. I tell you what, I'm shocked. I am shocked that Lauren sat Phyllis down and actually encouraged her to start dating Scott. That is the complete opposite 
of what I was expecting. I thought that maybe Phyllis and Scott might develop some sort of thing and that it would become a challenge within Lauren and Phyllis's relationship. So I didn't see it coming that she was encouraging it at all. Uh, not that it matters, but what is the age differential there? Are Phyllis and Lauren about the same age? Um, and Scott, and Scott, he really shouldn't be as old as he is, but I, I or maybe he is. I don't know. Scott kind of strikes me as maybe around my age, maybe in the 35-40 area. I'm not sure how uh, how old Phyllis is. Maybe. Not that it matters. Once again, not that it matters. Um, but I'm just kind of curious about it. I, I just, um, I, I, I think, I'm shocked that Lauren would be happy to have maybe Phyllis as a daughter-in-law. That's sort of weird. But um, but anyway, uh, Phyllis just is immediately poo-poos the idea. Says, no, no, I don't need you to help set me up. That would be weird. And then she comes over to the condo to see Lauren and Scott just happens to be there <laughs> fresh out of the shower just with a towel on uh, shirtless and what are you what are you gonna do I mean he's drinking he offers Phyllis a, a little bit of the scotch. They start chatting and the, the alcohol starts flowing. And you know what happens when the alcohol starts flowing? It wasn't very long before they were making out. <laughs> Completely just make it out on the couch. It's a good thing that Phyllis happened to have on her sexy, strappy bra and panty set, I'm sure. <laughs> I love how these people are always, their undergarments are always perfectly uh, on, you know, like they have like, they, they're always wearing their good stuff. <laughs> Nobody ever happens to have a makeup session on the day where they're like down to the bottom of the underwear drawer because they haven't done laundry in a couple weeks. <laughs> goodness did you like it I mean uh, Kevin walked in on it he got a whole like uh, uh, my ear eye full but did you like it I mean how did you feel about Phyllis and Scott are you feeling it do you feel the chemistry there I gosh I feel like Phyllis has chemistry with anybody she's on screen with I I tell you what though I'm I'm still I'm still holding out hope for Phyllis and Billy I mean I Phil. Phyllis and Scott. It, if I felt something more for Scott, maybe I could get there. He's just so deadpan. I just, I I don't know anything about him. He's not showing me very much personality. It's it's bizarre, and again, I hate to say this, but I was reading my, um, there was a feature on him in the Soaps in Depth article and or magazine, and the, the article was, he was meant, the actor was mentioning how YNR is intentionally writing this character to be very real, and to to be very relatable, which is ironic because I don't feel relate. Like, I don't feel like he's relatable. I'm having a hard time connecting into Scott, and the whole thing with Phyllis didn't didn't really connect with me. But maybe it connected with you. I'm more interested in the fact that Phyllis, as she develops, what do we call maybe a friendship? I mean, I don't. They didn't end up having sex. I, it seems more like a screen chemistry test, maybe. Uh, but uh, I'm more interested in the fact that Phyllis, if she continues to have a friendship with Scott is going to be in a prime position to nudge him toward a Victor expose as opposed to a Victor, um, you know, biography that's that's glowing about the man. Um, Phyllis, I think, uh, ha knows where a lot of Victor's skeletons are, are, are specifically, uh, and she could be someone to help guide him a little bit in the, the negative Victor direction. Sharon, 
on the other hand, seems to have a lot of unexpected sympathy for Victor. There was a great little conversation where Sharon and Jack sat down together at the coffee house. I loved that. They used to be married. I mean, there's some history there. Why not bring these characters back together? I thought that was really cool, but Sharon, surprisingly, was kind of preaching forgiveness for Victor uh, when, uh, you know, when Jack is saying, hey, Victor deserves everything he got. I liked, by the way, also that uh, YNR related um, Jack finding out about Adam's murder and the fact that they had a previous connection. That was very important. And then following it up with Sharon, I thought that was really cool um, and surprising, though, that Sharon, of all people, was was uh, was preaching forgiveness, maybe because she has received it and is seeking it. She, she is um, maybe hoping that Victor gets it as well. Um, Phyllis walks in uh, when Jack and Sharon are having this conversation, mentions that Scott is writing Victor's book um, and that he is planning to hand over the reins to Abby, who doesn't know about Victor's involvement with Chloe, by the way. And a little twinkle... (laughs) I could see a little twinkle forming in Jack's eye as he's finding out that his niece is the heir apparent to his enemy's throne. I could never be a zookeeper. I liked that line from last week's show. It was kind of funny. Um, Chloe was talking to Nick. It was during her drunken bachelorette moment on the couch in the office at the underground. And he was pulling out the tranquilizer gun and talking about how they have to use this on animals. And Chloe just drunkenly said, I could never be a zookeeper. (laughs) It was a a little bit funny. Uh, Only four people got that one right. It was a little hard. But so that I have to give extra congratulations to everyone who got it right then. So big love goes out to Henry and Jillian and Miss Sandra and of course Sharita. You guys very, very good. You caught it. You're you're um, very close watchers of the show, but how close did you watch this week's show? I have a new quote for you. I edited it just a a touch just to include some words that didn't really I excluded some words in the middle that were not important they were just kind of like rambly Uh, but the essence of the line was I have a theory alien abduction (laughs) that is really really random (laughs) so I would like for you to tell me who you think said that line during this past week's show. I have a theory. Alien abduction. (laughs) How close were you paying attention? If you heard the line and you think you know who said it, you can go to yrchat.com. You'll see where you can leave your guess. And if you're one who got it right, I will read your name on next week's YNR Chat. All right, let's dig into your comments for the week. I had a lot of people commenting about, like, saying that um, Adam didn't murder Delia. Did I? And I, I, I'm almost getting the impression that maybe I accidentally said that. I don't. Did I? Did I say last week that Adam murdered Delia? If I did, I don't know. I didn't go back and listen. Um, replace the word murder with the word killed, um, and chalk it up to 
sleep deprivation, which is a very real thing. <laughs> Um, I, you guys know how I feel about the whole Adam and Delia situation. We've talked about it a hundred times. Um, and, uh, and uh, in a way it's like, uh, I, I dread anything having to do with any of that ever coming back up uh, on, on the show. Um, while I appreciate bringing it full circle at the same time, I'm like, I'm so sick of talking about it because it gets people so up in arms. Um, but you guys know how I feel about it. Um, so I won't drudge it up again this week. Um, Jamie left me a really good voicemail this week with something I didn't exactly connect. Jamie notes that Phyllis didn't bring up the Marco thing with Scott when she was talking to him. I That didn't entirely dawn on me, Jamie, but you're right. There was such a prime opportunity there for Phyllis not only to spill the tea about everything else that Victor has done and to weigh in, but she really, really could have just opened up or even slipped up about what happened to her specifically with Marco. She made a conscious choice to not say anything. Why is that? Why is Phyllis holding back when she has this really great opportunity to get revenge on Victor? Um, Jamie also says part of Victor's redemption has to be him embracing what he did to Phyllis and Jack too. I really, really like and appreciate that comment, Jamie, because it's true. Um, as we're going through this journey of, you know, potentially forgiving Victor and watching his redemption story, uh, we can't ignore some of the other things he's done in the more recent past that are big red flags still happening on the canvas today. Um, big, big things that have had ripple effects. Uh, we saw uh, Phyllis and Jack uh, both talking uh, at the coffee house this week. And, and, you know, talking around the Marco situation, but not exactly about it. Th that is something that Victor never, it's a big thing. It's an important thing that unlike what's going on with Adam now and his involvement with Chloe now, Victor hasn't paid for and he hasn't really apologized for. As I was talking about earlier in the chat, the, it feels to me that Victor understands what he did when it comes to Adam and Chloe, and he feels sorry, and he's not making excuses. But that's not exactly what happened with the situation with Phyllis and Jack. Victor has continued to make excuses and hasn't fully apologized or even really acknowledged what he did to Phyllis and to Jack. It's That's gotten really sweeped under the rug. And I think you make a really good point. I, I do want to see on this journey of Victor's redemption, him acknowledging what he did uh, when it came to Marco. I think that that's something that the fans need to see too. Anna left me a voicemail also, and she says, hey, I realize that Victor has to pay for what he's done, but what Nikki's doing right now doesn't ring true to me. Nikki doesn't seem like someone who would lie about something so important to protect the Newman name. Anna, I, I that didn't sink in with me either, but when you said that, it I it kind of like flooded all back to me that yeah there is something kind of odd and off character about seeing Nikki tell everyone that it's okay to lie about what Victor has done in order to protect brash and sassy in order to protect Victoria's business interests I, 
really? I, I mean, yeah, that doesn't feel consistent with her character. I almost think this is maybe a little bit of a misjudgment on the writing here. I mean, we've been asking to see strong Nikki for a long time, but I don't know if this is the Nikki that I've been wanting to see. It, it certainly gives her something to do that's a little bit controversial, but I'm really glad you said it that way, Anna, because it it it. It actually, going back and watching it and thinking about it, you're right. It doesn't really ring true to her character. Uh, Daisy on Facebook says, I think that considering his family is turning on him again, Victor might reveal that Christian is Adam's son and fight for custody, especially if Nick continues with this hate campaign. But it seems like something Victor would do to attain some semblance of control again, because what his family is doing doesn't seem like something Victor will take lying down. Yes, Daisy, we saw that when they all piled up, testified against him. He retaliated. That's what happened. It didn't work out so well for the Newman children when they tried to take him on before. He retaliated, and that's kind of what started the whole... Uh, framing Adam for murder thing. You know what? Oh, just to back up one other second, too, because I was thinking about something else that that Anna said. Um, she was mentioning that she, she really feels like Victor getting involved with Chloe just got out of control really quick. Uh, Anna was saying that she felt Victor was thinking that Chloe would just help him with the whole diary thing real quick, and then he could pull it back when Adam had learned his lesson. I think you're right. I really do. Uh, it may very well be that Victor just thought, I'm going to teach, you know, he thinks he's going to send me to jail. I'm going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to get involved with this crazy person, which, by the way, I mean, Adam got Patty broke out of jail to, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was revenge on Jack or what it was, but Adam broke Patty out of a mental institution a couple times, and she's way crazier than Chloe. So that's not that different from Victor breaking, you know, helping Chloe. I understand it is different, um, but but you know what I'm saying? I, I think that I like Anna's point about the fact that that it just quickly it was supposed to be a little bit of a a, a punch and it end up and ended up getting him killed. And it, once again, that feels like something that I would be punishing myself for infinitely. Uh, but back to Daisy, do you guys think that Victor would would either? just straight up reveal the paternity truth uh, with when it comes to Christian, maybe even to hurt Nick, uh, uh, or, or, you know, and or would he um, fight for custody? I don't know. That certainly seems like Victor's M.O., Daisy, absolutely. I guess then it, the question just lies in whether or not we're going to be seeing new Victor. Is this new and improved Victor who is showing restraint? Or are we just going to go right back to the old Victor um, and his old ways? Because that certainly would fit in. Oh, Zuperplex. <laughs> at yrchat.com. I'm so glad you mentioned this. Zuberplex says, Nikki deciding to keep Abby uninformed of Victor's dealings with Chloe only serves to confirm Abby's suspicions that she is a second-rate Newman. Yes! Yes! Why is Victoria included in this little secret and Abby isn't it when she does find that out when Abby finds that out yeah she is going to realize that she's a second rate Newman she might not want to be the heir to the throne Sandra at yrchat.com says paging Dr. Rayburn Dr. Ben Rayburn <laughs> what happened to Stitch 
Sandra says. He just disappeared. Somebody needs to get shot or have an accident so we can see if Ben still works at the hospital. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I think I have a feeling that uh, that actor, his, his salary probably got caught or his contract or whatever got cut to make room for Scott. That would be, that would just be my guess that YNR decided to go in a different direction because I don't know if we're going to see him again. I, there's a lot, it's, there's always these interesting little characters that pop up on the show over the years. They stay for a while and then they move on. Um, I don't know. T. Nicole at YRChat.com says, does anyone know why Jack is so up tight about Ravi and Ashley. He seems like the only one against it. Is Jack jealous? Because Ashley has adorable Ravi that everyone likes and all he has is Gloria. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, T. Nicole says, I find the character of Gloria very entertaining and comedic at times. Uh, you know, I you might have hit the nail on the head there, T. Nicole. Maybe he's just jealous. It is possible he's jealous that Ashley is finding something new and exciting in her life. It might all just also just be that he has to find something to criticize her on. She's been very vocal criticizing him about the way he's running the company, the way he's running his life. She's the first one to, to get up and pile on on him. So maybe he's just finding something. I mean, Ashley's excelling in business. She's doing so well as Jabot. She's smart. She's competent. So he just has to find something to pick at her about. Maybe. That's just my guess. Oh, ACO on YouTube says, I think Kevin is Bella's dad. I think in the beginning, Chloe never intended to stay in Genoa City, so she didn't want Kevin to know uh, that uh, since she didn't want Kevin to know she was his cause, and then he could stop her from leaving. So she lied. Then she couldn't undo the lie, uh, but I think it will all come out uh, very soon. ACO. Yeah. You know, I've always kind of felt like it's too obvious for Billy to be Bella's father. I mean, obviously, it looks the, the little girl looks like she could be Delia's little sister. There's so many things that are pointing, you know, I mean, we know Chloe stole his sperm and that we know that that was what Chloe wanted. But there has always been this piece of me that believed that Bella is Kevin's. Um, and maybe Chloe knows, maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she has the baby and just decided in her mind that it was Billy's and never bothered with the paternity test. I mean, I don't know if we ever saw one or not, but but yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know again if that storyline is ever going to be played out. I think we're just going to have to wait and see on that one. But I would not count it out that Kevin is Bella's father. Uh, uh, Consuela at YRChat.com says, I was almost in tears during Kevin and Gloria's scene. Even the scenes when Michael was there as well. It was nice to see the three of them being a family and to see Michael and Gloria come together to be there for Kevin. But Gloria really made me cry. It was nice to see her tone it down and actually be there for Kevin and to let Kevin know that he still has a family. Gloria even surprised me with her kindness toward Esther and her comforting words. She wasn't snarky in those moments. She was giving Esther some genuine advice. It was just really nice to watch that. Yeah, Consuela, and that moment, too, when Gloria was talking to Jack, and she said, you know, I, I, I knew that Kevin was going in a wrong direction with Chloe 
And I just kept making comments. I couldn't help myself. And she kind of grabbed her mouth. And yeah, I mean, I, I really, I think we're seeing something different from Gloria here. And it's it's very welcome for me. Um, she's more than just leopard print. <laughs> she's a human being with a story all of her own. I mean, she was an abused woman. This is somebody who we can really get into. I'm just really glad Gloria is around, around right now. She's making the show uh, so much better right now. Oh, Consuela at yrchat.com also says, I love how they're focusing on the teenagers on this show with Reed and Kendall and Tessa and Zoe. It's almost reminiscent of when they had teen scenes back in the day with JT, Daniel, Mackenzie, Brittany, Lily, Colleen, and Billy. You know, Consuela, I'm glad you said that because I am finding myself really, really liking these teen scenes. I shouldn't. I mean, they're not, it's not, it's not high drama and, you know, it's not something I, you know, they're completely out of my age bracket. But I think these teens are becoming really interesting to watch. And I like, if I would like it if YNR would continue uh, to show us those teens, can draw some new um, viewers into the show maybe. And I think it's being done really well right now. So I'm happy happy to, to, to see that you mentioned that. Um, oh, Marianne at YRChat.com made just a kind of a brief comment about the new writers uh, potentially overestimating the popularity of Billy and Victoria. That maybe uh, that these were two characters that worked back in the day with different actors, but maybe it's just not there now. And I'm glad you said that, Marianne, because I... I I just, I can't get on board the Victoria and Billy train as much as I want to. I And I do want to. And I think that the actors do have chemistry, but there's a block there. Something in me is just not wanting to fully accept and embrace uh, Victoria and Billy. And maybe it's because I'm still in a way kind of waiting for Phyllis and Billy. That feels unresolved to me. But I, I like specifically that you said overestimating the popularity. Maybe that is the truth. And we Will that be corrected? I don't know if everybody feels that way. I mean, I'm sure there are absolutely Billy and Victoria fans. Um, so, uh, you know, that's by no means everybody's feeling. But I, I wonder if YNR will actually maybe give us a proper triangle in there, do some testing, give us a reason to want Billy with one or the other. Um, Gary left me a voicemail and said, I cannot believe I'm saying this. <laughs> But Mariah needs to sex it up a bit. <laughs> Next to Hillary, Devon looks like he's dating his schlep of a mother. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. The, Mar I cringed a little bit, Gary, during that scene in Devon's condo where he's trying to kiss up on Mariah's neck. She's thinking about Hillary because Hillary has decided to rebrand GC Buzz as, uh, what did she, I don't even remember what the title, new title is, but it's basically the Hillary show now. Uh, but he's trying to kiss up on her and, and just, ah, I, I, Mariah is, she doesn't exude sex in the way that Hillary exudes sex, and that's Devon's last wife. Maybe he finds that attractive. Maybe um, you know he has had enough of the sex pot that that Hillary, that Hillary was, and maybe he wants somebody a little more <laughs> motherly. <laughs> but Mariah is not 
given me sexual vibe at all. She's giving me total friendship vibe. It is such an interesting contrast to see Hillary and Jordan just wanting to go at it with sexy, sexy time, and then Devon and Mariah, like teens, deciding that they want to wait <laughs> for when it's special. <laughs> That's kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I don't, Devon and Mariah aren't really working for me. I feel guilty for saying it because I know I want it. I just think the character of Mariah has some work to do. We need to dig in with her. She's such a great, she has such great potential, and I, I feel like I'm falling a little short. Um... Oh, lastly, but certainly not least, um, Justin has, uh, he's a, a puzzle maker. Um, Justin has made us those YNR <clears throat> seek and finds in the past, and this week he gave us um, an Easter puzzle. Uh, it's a, like, a, I don't know what you would call it, but it's kind of like where you're connecting which character did which thing. Um, and I think I think that's a perfect little Easter gift from Justin to the YNR chatters. Uh, if you go to YNR, chat.com and you look at this week's video um, I will have the link to where you can download the puzzle and do it and then I'll also have the link to the answer key so you can see the answers uh, and that's a, a fun little uh, Easter project for us thank you Justin very sweet I like these YNR games I have to admit, these are pretty hard, Justin, because I, I, my memory is, I think, uh, sh shot uh, officially at this point. But here, I'll give you guys a, an example of one. This person was presumed dead in a plane crash. When he was found, he had amnesia and thought his dead daughter was still alive. Ooh. I'm looking, there's a list you can pick from. I'm not even sure who I think that is. Well, it's, oh, gosh, you guys, that's really hard. Maybe it's Nick. <laughs> Maybe it was Nick. I do kind of remember Nick being in a plane crash and and Cassie was dead. Uh, that might that might be it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys, those are those are really cool, Justin. Go download those and 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 play that with if you got uh, some extra time this weekend. It's time for me to hit it, but I love that you guys are participating so much. You add so much to my viewing experience, and I hope that I'm adding to yours. Um, YRChat.com, of course, is where you can go to leave comments on the blog, or you can find the Facebook and YouTube uh, pages from there. Or you can always call into my voicemail. I love hearing your bright voices. 309-588-4569 uh, is the voicemail number. Um, uh, you can go to GenoaCitySoap.com. I've still got some beautiful soaps there for you guys. Um, and I'll be back next week. We'll see where we are. Maybe it'll, I hope it's a little more upbeat. This week was pretty sad. So I'm hoping maybe that Weiner will be a little happier, a little happier place next week. Uh, We'll see. We'll come back and chat about it either way. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Have a good week. Happy Easter. Bye.